Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Luchador podcast. Notice the lack of lots of enthusiasm. This is because this is going to be a completely different thing. This is just an introductory sort of speech towards what the Indie Luchador is and what is to come. On this, I am joined by the man that brought Indie Luchador in and allowed it to become a thing, Mr. Trevor Oz. Hello. I am... The Spider Duck Network. You're the Spider Duck Network? There's... I am the Spider Duck Network. No. I'm the Overlord. I see everything. Exactly. So, this isn't going to be the normal podcast people usually hear. This is going to be basically a conversation between two people who've been friends for all of a, I don't know, a week and a half. Something like that, yeah. But I feel like. With the way that I came in, I kind of didn't even give a proper introduction in any sort of way. I just jumped right into business as if, like, nothing ever happened. It wasn't even a new thing or anything. It just, like... We, we, we need our origin story. Yeah, like, like you know... This is our issue zero. Origin stories are always good. Remember X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yes. This is a great fucking um, origin movie. The game was really good, oddly. Yeah, yeah, I dug the game. That's, that's not Yeah, bad. the game was really fun. Um, so basically, I want to start out by talking about what the Indie Luchador is and how it came to be. Um, which I guess this will also go into the second topic I wanted to bring up of who the fuck is Eric Lee Lewis? Well, I still know. Oh, well, you're about to learn prepare to be schooled on something that's not even important. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a former pro wrestling manager in an indie wrestling scene that uh, I, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. That's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I never got a chance because I ended up developing a really fucked up weird disease in my knees and that stopped everything from happening. Uh, so that, that you know, stems from the whole luchador thing to do with my love for wrestling. And uh, with the whole thing with my body just fucking up, I ended up becoming a musician and became a, a metal vocalist with a, you know, angsty teenager screaming into a microphone. I think we know how that goes, right? Yeah, the, all those bands are terrible, pretty much. <laughs> well... <Right. laughs> Um, I, <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm one of those people that has like a lot of passion and a lot of drive for anything that I fucking love. And that was what I loved so much. And then everybody around me, like all my band members would be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Let's totally do that. We're going to make it. And I was like the only one putting forth any effort. <laughs> <laughs> so after that failed, I started going to college for a little bit and I was like, Oh, I'm going to fucking become a psychologist because I really dig studying the human brain and the human psyche altogether. And I got tired of it. I just didn't feel like college. It. College is a joke. I mean, you pay like, especially now if you, you pay so much just to get this piece of paper and that doesn't guarantee you a job because there's so many college students right now that don't have a job and can't get a job in their field. Oh, not only is that one problem, the other problem is most people don't even actually check to see if they really do have a college education. Yeah. Like you can actually just write it down and they won't even check. And that's the sad thing. Like I've only told people I have a, a high school diploma. Nobody's ever asked for it. 
Yeah. It's it's a weird fucking thing. It's like that's yeah, just the way it works. I know when I actually like during graduation time from high school, like they gave you all these things. Like if you want, like I had like a pocket diploma for so long. It was like a little laminated diploma that went in my wallet. Like I, I mean, I don't carry it now. Like I never needed it because nobody really cared exactly like it's it's one of those really fucking strange things it's like uh you know they they need a copy of your birth certificate or your social security card and all this other kind of stuff and i can't do the social security card because for some reason uh, i never figured out why and the secretary of state could never fix it for some reason i come up as deceased so i can't even get a passport i can't do anything because i'm maybe you just need to like change your middle name <laughs> yes i totally do become Eric Leroy Lewis. Ooh, yeah, and then I can walk into a room and just be like, Leroy! Drinkers! Although it would be, it would, it would be Lewis. Just, uh... Shut up. That, that's yeah. not even, that's not even fair. Um, <laughs> so let's get back on track here a little bit. Um, after that whole thing with college and psychology and me figuring out that's not what I wanted to do, I went back to something that I fell in love with when I was about 15 years old and that was what the first time I had seen IGN and I was like I really want to do that and then like that just went away somewhere down the line as I started experimenting with smoking mass quantities of pot and drinking my fucking face off um now I don't do any of that I smoke cigarettes and drink a lot of coffee I still have nice white teeth though so that's cool yeah that's surprising yeah I know <laughs> how did that happen I got good teeth. What can I say? Uh, after after a while, it was just like one of those things where I was like, how the fuck am I going to make it to IGN or how the fuck am I going to make it to any of these bigger places? And I decided to start reading this book uh, by Dan Amrick, which you said you have also. Uh, yeah. Critical Path, How to Review Video Games for a Living. It, it's, it's become my Bible. It, like, truly it's become my fucking bible it's like i when i need to know how to do something i go to that i've read it like three times through and there's only one other book i've ever done that with and that was the time machine so i mean like with this it's like i learned so much and i was like okay so i need to start blogging because that's going to help me and then i'll go to the next step and the next step but when i started blogging uh i started up something called the empty wallet gamer and then two weeks later it was a lot of people wanting to join up with me. So then it didn't, it wasn't the empty wallet gamer anymore. It was just empty wallet gamer. And it was just a whole group of fucking people. And while writing, I would listen to a lot of gaming podcasts and shit. And one day I came across galactic gaming news, uh, which is now a part of the spider duck network. Spider duck. Spider duck. Um, so it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh man, these guys are brand new and they're asking people to come on there if they want to because they wanted to be involved with their community and it was one of those things where I just couldn't help myself. I was like, oh, I'll write in because I'm very interested in what they're doing. It's it's kind of different. It's just like what seemed like two friends just sitting there bullshitting with each other about games and they seemed to know what they were talking about for the most part, I guess. Themed. Huh? At least one half of them did. Yeah, well. <laughs> so you go back to it, and it's not anything great. And it it's completely different from what it is now. 
which it's just so fucking weird to hear that huge difference. And the way that that huge difference came about was I ended up starting to manage about 12 or 13 other writers. And it was so fucking hard to manage all the different writers and to constantly have new content coming in and by new content. It was usually written reviews, which get you fucking nowhere in the industry anymore. Written reviews yeah. are like the last fucking thing you ever do. Because it's not necessary for the most part. Because people want video content. So with that, that fell apart. And I was like, hey, Jimmy, should we come to Galactic Gaming News? I'll bring my best writers. I don't want to bring everybody with me. That ended up happening. After a while, I didn't like the way things were going at Galactic Gaming News. And I got offered to go to another place called Indie Game HQ. And was told that I'd be able to do all these different things and, Oh my God, you're so talented and this will be a great addition and all this other kind of shit. And then everything I pitched was turned down. Uh, they had heard some of the interviews, like the interview I did with Edmund McMillan, like first interview we ever did just fucking blew up, uh, was told that like by Edmund McMillan, he was like, Oh, this is the best podcast ever. This is the best interview I've ever had. And with all that shit going on, it just like kind of, put my name out there a little bit more. I'm not yeah. saying like, oh, I'm something fucking special, but it's it, it really helped and it really helped get my name out there a little bit more. So, with that, I went to Indie Game HQ, was turned down on everything I wanted to do, uh was lied to about everything I was going to do. Don't like some of the business practices there because they're really fucked up and I'm not going to share them all, but uh just some big fucking problems there. So I ended up getting tired of it, and I was like, I think I'm going to go off on my own, and came across uh, Trevor, who had just picked up the Galactic Gaming News, and said, hey, we're going to bring it under the Spider Duck banner, and we're going to make a network out of this thing, like a true fucking network. And I said, hey, how about I come into there, that or I'm going to go off on my own and not have anybody to help out with this, and try to make it and he's like no you can you can come here and he brought me in and he's let me do everything i wanted to do and that was a week and three days ago yeah something like that yeah i've only known you since then and already you've become a really fucking good friend to me you've been able to facilitate everything i've wanted to do and help me along the way and it's just been so fucking cool but I want you to talk about who you are before we really go on into, like, the next parts. Well, um, I, too, actually grew up with a love for wrestling. Um, In high school, I told everybody that I was going to be a professional wrestler. Um, After high school, I realized, hey, I'm fat. (laughs) And that's not really going to be very conducive (laughs) to being a professional wrestler. But also, towards the tail end of high school... Um, I got really hardcore into video games. Um, after my year of high school, I didn't know, and me and my friends would go over uh, to my friend Todd's, and we would play Halo uh, through System Link, uh, Halo 1 on our original Xbox, and we would do that every day after school, um, and it was it was a great time. And I mean, that's, that's when I started to fall back in love with games, because I always played games when I was younger. Um, consistently, but I mean, that's, that's kind of what fueled my heavy interest back into the game world. Um, and it's pretty much been my obsession ever since. Um, so much that, you know, I, I got 
hired at the uh, at the time it was EB Games, which I liked a lot better. Um, <laughs> unlike the uh, soul sucking succubus called GameStop that I was at for six years. Um, which, but the the thing I prided myself with at GameStop was I was always, no matter what, no matter which store I was in, because I was in multiple different stores during my time at GameStop, both in Ohio and in Maryland, I was always the most knowledgeable person. I knew everything. I, you know, if, if people asked me what a game was, if it was any, I would honestly tell them the truth. If it was a bad game, I would tell them not to buy it. Um, and you don't, you don't get a lot of honesty um, whenever, if you're talking to an actual salesperson at GameStop, there are a lot of good people that work at GameStop that will tell you the truth. But, you know, if, if there's a guy there that just cares about keeping his job and selling everything and anything that he can, then he's not going to be honest with you. And, I mean, that's that's something that I've always wanted to do is be honest with everybody about, and how you know, how it plays and, and as, give as much info as I can. And I've always been excited about it and, and always had a passion for it. Um, but it, it got to the point where, where GameStop was just, it, it wasn't the place that I originally started at. And they were cutting hours and, and there'd be times where I would be in the store alone by myself at night and they expect me, you know, to get these numbers and, and sell Game Informer subscriptions and, and get reserves. Um, it's like you, you should be able to get a reserve off someone buying a $2 PS2 game, even though there's no PS2 games coming out anymore. <laughs> um, shit like that. And it's it, it got to the point where I just didn't care anymore. So it I, I you know, I got fired. Um, and then I... I spent about a month playing, you know, the first Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see how that goes. Because <laughs> I, I never did uh, finish it when it originally came out. So I was like, ah, eh, you know, I have some time. I, I went on unemployment and I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to just play some video games and, and do that. You know, figure out what I want to do. Um, so in August, uh, I was talking to my friend Ian um, deep love for pop culture and TV shows and, and movies. Um, and he's, he's very much into music and movies and television shows. Um, so we, we just had, I, we were talking one day and I, I was just like, man, we should do a podcast. And that's when we started the Trevor and Ian talk show. Um, and that led into me and my friend, actually me and my friend, Timmy, a couple years before that started doing a podcast. We just couldn't be consistent our work schedules and stuff. Um, and uh, that, that led to me and Timmy starting to do a podcast um, about gaming, um, which you can, you know, listen to past episodes. We recently did one on, on you know, spoiling all of Bioshock Infinite. So play Bioshock first before you listen to that one, please. Um, <laughs> Might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's... The, the, the story in that game is great. You should definitely check that out. But, uh, but yeah, in August we started that in... Uh, September, uh, my friend Ralph, uh, whose brother, whose uh, Ian is his brother, um, and their other brother Taylor wanted to do a show more on more like a political satire thing where they look through news stories like the most uh, stupid and fucked up news stories that they can think of and make fun of it and and that sort of thing. And, and that show took off. Um, we you know we did that, um, and we did that for. 
it just got to the point where uh, everybody kind of branched off and we're doing other things like uh, Ian is, is, you know, and I don't, I don't fall him for it because Ian loves music and he's very good. He's a very good musician. He's his, uh, uh, and with his, his uh, younger brother, Taylor called America, the robot, they started to do more shows, um, started to do a lot of stuff, but he actually also joined another band that's, uh, that's from Wharton, West Virginia, but they play a lot in Pittsburgh. Um, they're called uh, We Must Save the Princess. Um, they're happy hardcore is what they like to call themselves. Um, but uh, they play shows every week, so and they practice hardcore. So, you know, Ian's very busy. Um, that's why we haven't been able to do the Trevor Dean Talk Show. Um, I've been busy with the website and everything now. Um, so, and then, and then Ralph became a councilman for a local city. Um, so that's why too soon stopped because he didn't, you know, if you have political aspirations, you can't really talk about certain shit on the internet. Um, and I, I don't, I don't blame him for that either. Um, if he wants to, you know, go that route, he should go that route. Um, but, but me, I was, I was kind of almost in limbo for a little bit. Um, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then, uh, PAX East this year came up. Um, before, before PAX East, like I was kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I'm really excited anymore, like about video games. Like I, I just kind of wasn't excited for a little while there. And, and I was kind of, you know, like, eh, well, you know, whatever. Um, but then once I got there, once, once, you know, that, that like lit my fire again to see, to see all the indie games and, and see like all the new stuff coming out, like to see games like Saints Row 4, which, which just looks fucking fun. Like Saints Row Three was hilarious. It was fun. Like that's that's what I love about games is is they're just fun. Um, they're fun and enjoyable, and and they bring you into different worlds. Like I'm all, I've always been a big proponent of story in video games. Like I love a good story, um, and the fact that that we can now tell great stories in video games um, through different means. Like even a game like if you want to go the games as art route and look at journey, like there's no dialogue in that game whatsoever. And it's a great story. Um, and then you go to the other spectrum, you got mass effect. Um, that series had, had great stories, even though most of you hated the ending to mass effect three. But, uh, up until that point, it was, it was good stuff. Um, but I, I love video games. Like I, that's, that's kind of in, PAX totally reinvigorated that in me. And, and at that point, I was like, man, I'm going to write. I'm going to. And, you know, and, and I, I don't just want to, you know, write about like, hey, this is what I thought about Dead Island Riptide, um, which is a shitty game. Don't buy it. Um, oh, man. <laughs> but I, I don't want to just do that kind of stuff. I want to talk about what's going on in the industry, like, like why why what what about you know why do people think that video games and and gun violence go hand in hand why do people why do all these asshole gamers um pick on women in the industry uh stuff like that like i like to look at social issues i look i like to look at like the financial end of stuff even um like seeing seeing the the trends of of where video games are, are going and, and the downwards trend uh, that sales have gotten and stuff like that. I, I like to look into that kind of stuff. Like I really, I really want to do that stuff, but I also like doing videos and stuff too. And I, I really want to expand 
into doing. And I just I like talking. I don't really like talking. Like podcasts really help me talk, and and like I'm I'm so grateful. Like because it essentially other than the podcast, like the whole website and everything was me doing everything. Grateful to have a team now. Um, to have you know that's why like I I just. One day I was like, man, I could use a team. So, I mean, I, I worked with Jimmy when we were at GameStop for a little while, and I knew what he was doing. And and I like Jimmy a lot, and Jimmy knows a lot. Um, he's very good at, at video games. Well, maybe not playing them, but <laughs> he's very good at video game knowledge. Like, he knows his stuff. He really does. Um, and he's a good writer. Um, so... I asked Jimmy if he wanted to, to combine forces. Actually, I think that's exactly what I said. Uh, no, I said combine efforts. Um, to which he said, what do you mean? And I was like, we should join up. No, um, come on. You, you meant that you guys were the Wonder Twins and you guys put rings together. That's true. I wanted to keep the, I wanted to keep this serious and then I had to go about Wonder Twins. Good job, me. <laughs> well, you know, that that's, that's kind of what happens, but... But I mean, I'm I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have you know, different people, with different ideas. Because we we have you know, we have Greg, you know, Greg Greg Livingston, who who is is his own beast. He's fucking brilliant. Like, I know I've said it yeah, like a like, million times, but that dude is so fucking brilliant, and like he's inspired just, me in so many different ways. Just reading like some of the stuff that he's done previously, I'm just like I'm blown away. Like, cause that dude is has like he's amazing. Like, I, I don't really know how else to, to talk about that. And and Gregory, um, which I man, I feel so bad because I don't really know how to pronounce his name last name properly because I never actually asked him. I believe it's Blois. I I'm not sure either because he's Galactic Gaming News, and I, a lot of people don't realize that I'm actually completely separate separated from galactic gaming news yeah, now yeah. so I, but, I think uh, it's- but i mean but but he's an awesome dude and he's like very thorough and and it's it's different but he speaks his mind and and knows what he wants to do and and that sort of thing and and i like that and and um marcus who's you know he's he's been working hard um to get news on the site um when he can and and that sort of thing um Oh, and man, somebody's kissing their crew's ass. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's just so nice going from like like the first time I saw an article on the site that I didn't write was like kind of like a bittersweet moment. Yeah, it's you know, it, I know that feeling. It's really weird and it's really awesome at the same time. Yeah, because I was just like, man, I didn't write that, and it's on my website. Like, how did how did this happen? Like, I mean, it it, it took a lot of hard work. I probably did like a 40 hour week trying to uh, convert all the content from the galactic gaming news <laughs> uh, Tumblr onto the website. I mean, I, like I've put a ton of work into this and, and it's ever changing. And, and I mean, people can say what they want about like the website design. I'm not a professional web designer. Like I do what I can. Like I think it looks really good, especially with my limited abilities. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I really like the way the indie luchador looks, and I know that it shouldn't matter to me what it looks like. It should matter to the readers and everything. But god damn it, I really dig it. It's like I feel like I can go there and I'm like, that's that's mine. It's like yeah. that's so weird to me to sit there and be like, that's mine, and it looks that fucking good, and I'm really happy with it. 
So, but I mean, he, like, you did a fucking great job, and you've put in a lot of fucking hard work over the time that I've been with you just on the Indie Luchador itself. Yeah, and, and, and like, I'll continue to put that hard work in. And, and even from a design standpoint, like, at the end of the day, the how the website looks doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it, it does to an extent, but it at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. What's going to matter is the content that we pr- produce and the stuff that we can get out there and... And I just want to produce good content that people want to read, that people want to see, um, that people want to listen to. Um, I'm I'm happy with with every every person that's you know reached out, reached back at us. I should say, um, especially you. Um, like I'm thankful to have you on the network for sure, because um, you've been bringing in like all these interviews that have been amazing. Like um, the guys from Clay, like. Uh, after hearing Kevin talk about Don't Starve, like, I really wanted to play that game after he was talking about that. Yeah, and, and um, thanks, to, thanks to the Clay team, you've gotten to play it. Like, yeah, that's the beauty of being able game. to do what we've wanted to do. Like, whether it's the different backgrounds we came from or whatever, it's like, these are the things that hard work has afforded us now. Yeah, and I, it's 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 an awesome feeling. Like when I when I look at the site and I see you know this many people has read the site today, it's 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 awesome, and I I appreciate every single person that you know takes time out of their day to see our stuff, um, no matter where they've where they got the link from. Um, you know, if you see our stuff, like I I really like encourage you for good or bad. Like I don't care what kind of what you think. Like, even if it's bad or good, like, I respect your opinion. So if you comment on our stuff, like, I really want to engage in conversations with you. Like, that's that's really what I want to do. Like, if I can get some articles out there that start a conversation, like, that's that's really what I would love to do um, is to converse with, with anybody listening, anybody reading the site. Like, I, I really, I really want to do that. Like, I really just want to talk to people about video games. Like, that's that's, you know what I want to do. Like I have a passion for this and, and I think everybody on the team does as well. Um, yeah. That's, that's a huge definite. That's something that I don't know. I've, I've tossed around that idea in the past where it's like, how can we engage with the community in a certain way? And like when we were, when I was at galactic gaming news, we were on Tumblr. It's like, we were always trying to figure out a way to communicate with our community and, I think a lot of the problem is, like, with Tumblr, it's just, like, a lot of people were, like, look at this animated gif of this cock, and it's just yeah, fucking drilling this woman right in the asshole. It's, like... And Tumblr's <sighs> Tumblr's kind of, you know, it's kind of a cesspool. Like, <laughs> it, it truly is. It's, like, the closest I mean, thing there's, to 4chan. Look, there's, there's a lot of good people on Tumblr that are trying to make something out of their blogs. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that's the avenue. <laughs> Um, for them. No, um, no trust I'll, me. I've learned that I would fucking really lesson. Like WordPress over, over Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, just because of the, the way the communities go. Um, but like, I, I, I really just, I, I want people to read and I want people to, to talk to us about, about what they're reading and about everything. Like talk to us about the podcast. Like, um, we're going to start doing more interactive stuff. Like, uh, I'll, Every show on the Spider Duck Network, uh, previously, we've all started doing uh, live shows um, through Mixler, um, where you're actually listening to the podcast as it happens live. 
um, and you can interact with us live um, in real time and and ask questions and and comment on on what you're listening to and and that's something that I'd love to bring bring here now back do it more um, with whoever and whenever we can because um, I figured out how to do it through Skype so I took the time to do that um, it's actually super easy um, so so yeah I, I think I think that's that's definitely in the future we're definitely going to do that for e3 this year um, I really want to you know try to cover e3 as best we can I mean obviously we're small and we're not actually going to e3 I'm I, I cannot tell you how fucking happy I am to not have to do the coverage that we had to do last year for E3 because yeah. I was fucking tired. At that time, I didn't have the laptop that I have now, and I actually had to run from room to room to write shit. Like, literally <laughs> running from room to room to write shit. And, God damn it, I was fucking tired every fucking time. And it's like, I want to cover this after every day. And yeah. there were things that didn't line up to cover it every day in, like, a podcast form. And that really yeah, fucking I, sucked. I, I, I totally expect us to be tired as hell. Mm. I expect myself to be tired as hell after E3. And I'm okay with that. Um, I, I want to do live podcasts after every show. I requested time off during E3. So I could, you know, cover stuff on the website. Like uh, the Xbox event that's coming up, um, I'll actually be going out of town on something I can't talk about right now. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Um, you'll learn about that in a few weeks whenever I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, but you'll actually be able to interact and, and hopefully um, do something towards what I'm doing uh, as an audience. And it's actually really cool, but uh, I... Due to, like, NDAs and stuff, I can't say anything. Um, I know that feel. So, uh, I, I really want to talk about it, but uh, but they, they push the bat date back of what I can talk about. Yeah, and that's, that's the fucking hard part about NDAs. Like, it, I know that as time goes on and as, like, we become more initiated with things and it no longer feels as special, it won't matter as much. But, like, now it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I'm under, I'm going to guess, like, at least seven or eight NDAs right now, and I want to fucking talk about them so bad, and it's fucking crazy, because it's like, these people will fucking freak out when they hear about this. Yeah, like, like I think I think what I'm doing will be exciting to a lot of people, and, uh, and, and the fact that they can, you know, put their feedback in, and I can take that feedback to, to what I'm doing is going to be really cool, I think. Um, and, and not just that, but, like, uh, we're... I, I want to get as much content up on the site as we can, like, um, whether it be, you know, Indie Luchador, like, talking to all these developers, talking, I want, I want to talk to everybody, like, I want to talk to, you know, other developers, and, um, if I can get developers for, you know, AAA games and stuff, like, I would love to do that, um, I actually know somebody that works on the hottest and best-selling AAA game every year, um, and hopefully we can get him on in a couple weeks uh, to talk about the uh, new game that was just announced today um, from the Call of Duty franchise. So that's that's pretty exciting. Um, notice the notice the grumble you got from the the indie guy. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know <laughs> what? I I'm not a huge fan of Call of Duty. Um, no, I'm, I don't. I don't think that. 
being a fan of Call of Duty or not, like that's not why I just grumble at people. It's the community, and it's one of the games and one of the business practices that got me away from AAA gaming altogether. Like that's and, that's and one of the weird things. Um, the I Black Ops Two, like I I really like me personally. I really enjoyed the campaign. Like I I legitimately enjoyed the campaign. I thought they. They had a lot of new ideas for the Call of Duty franchise, and they they tried to do it a little bit different um, than they had in previous years. Actually, put effort forth. Uh, the multiplayer felt copy and paste, though. And I mean, I know they had their audience. But, I mean, I really want want to see something different. Like, if they show me something different, like even if they're trying to change stuff, like like I'd be cool with that. Like, I I, I just want different experiences. I don't want that you know run and gun Call of Duty gameplay online. Um, and I really hated the zombies. Like, I know a lot of people love the zombies, but I, I did not care for the zombies mode. So, mm. but hopefully, hopefully, Call of Duty might do something for me this year. I don't know, but I am um, willing to put my hair on the line that it won't. <laughs> Hair versus Call of Duty. Hair versus Call of Duty. If if I if I win, Call of Duty goes away forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I think I think we need to talk to Treyarch and uh, whoever Sledgehammer Games or whatever, and uh, Tony Hawk Games and whatever. All that. I, stuff. I, I think you might actually have to talk to Bobby Cotton. Oh yeah, well, 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 he and I, you know, we're, we're tight. I don't know. <laughs> Bobby kind of looks like he could kick your ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of anybody kicking my ass. I, I think that's just, kind of a problem. I'll just pick up one of the gold bars he has from all the Call of Duty sales <laughs> and just slap you with it. <laughs> it's real gold, bitch. What's up? I make so much, so much money, I actually shit these now. <laughs> uh, I want you to know, uh, the, the, you the listeners, to know. I've been in the worst fucking mood tonight, and the fact that I'm laughing now is a, a testament to the fact that I've known Trevor for not even a week and a half now, and I just, I get along with this guy so fucking well. Like, he's, in a lot of senses, he's my boss, but in a lot of senses, it's like, he's not my boss, he's just my friend in a lot of ways. So, that's really fucking cool to me, and I want to say thank you for fucking bringing me out of the one of the worst moods I've been in in a long fucking time. <laughs> no problem. I mean, I, I just, I want this to go somewhere. Like I, I legitimately want this go, to go somewhere. Like if we can get to the point where like, you know, we can have a staff of writers that are actually making money doing this. Like I would love, I would love to be able to do that. Even, even if, you know, yeah, let, let's go into that whole thing about money and being made. Uh, Originally, when we wanted to start talking tonight, originally this was just going to be a, a quick fucking thing that was going to be like 15 minutes, but now it's becoming a Trevor and Eric bullshit. Trevor, Trevor and Eric body slammed the world. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we don't make any money here. Nah, and, we don't. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't understand, and even people in the industry, uh, there was there's this uh, other indie site called indiestatic.com and I started becoming a big fan of them and a big problem arose for me when one of the writers I don't remember what his name was but uh he basically does this whole thing where he's like 
all these people writing on the internet almost make it so hard for us people to make money at this. And nobody should be doing this for free. And it's like I wrote an, a, a reply on it where I was being as nice as I possibly could because I don't want to be a dickhead to anybody else in the industry, especially people I actually like. But it was like I'm not making any money at what I do. And the problem with that is that – I or. The problem with that for you is the fact that I'm not going to stop and none of these other people are going to stop because the people out there that are making money don't just reach out to us and say, oh, hey, I think you're doing a pretty good job. I think a lot of it is the self-absorption of these people where they're just like, oh, well, I don't have to pay attention to them. Like IGN started reaching out to the community more, which is really fucking yeah. awesome as much as people Yeah, hate honestly, like I'll be completely honest, like I don't – you just cut out so I just, bad. I, My God. Uh, let, let me let me reiterate. I, I don't read IGN a lot, but I went to their panel at PAX East this year, uh, the Steal Our Jobs, and that motivated me more than anything. Um, the fact that IGN basically um, was one thing. Um, don't worry, you just cut out for like another 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. We're flying by the seat of our pants here tonight, folks. Um, but yeah, uh, but IGN basically told you how to take their job. Um, they they talked about how you can post anything you want on their blogs. Um, you can even link to your website if you have a website or a blog. Like, say, this was originally posted on this. Um, and they're okay with that. And <laughs> If you have passion... Um, you'll get there. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're getting paid. Like I, you know, I would love to get paid. Um, but it, it's not stressing me out if I don't, um, I just want to create good content and I'm hoping, you know, that good content can go somewhere. And any, even if, even if through this website, uh, we don't get paid, even if, even if this leads to something else, um, if it leads to, if it's, if it's a doorway for, for us and everybody on the site to like, go to, you know, greener pastures, so to speak, then I'm okay with that too. You know, it's, but like, I would love for this to be successful. Um, I want it to be successful and I'm going to do whatever it takes, uh, whatever I can, I can do, uh, to make it that way. Yeah. I, and, and that's like the way that I've always looked at these kinds of things. It's like, I'd love to make money at it. And I think that sometimes people lose focus of, there's people like us out there that are doing this for free that'll bust our asses. Like, I've been busting my ass at this shit for uh, almost two years now or over two years now. I'm not sure which one. I think it's over two years now, almost going into two and a half. And I haven't made any money. And a lot of my days uh, a while ago were probably me working on shit for like 20 hours a day. Uh, the girl that I was dating at the time was not happy with the fact that I was basically killing myself over this because it's my it's my fucking dream, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and these are the kinds of things that you have to put yourself through. And she's like, you're going to start having to work eight-hour days because you're starting to look really fucking sick and all this other kind of shit. It's like, I love doing it. It's stressful. And I don't feel like there's anything coming back to me in return. I don't feel like everything's going as well as I'd like it to go. I don't feel like everything like anything feels special and it started to wear off and right now I'm at like the happiest point I've been in a while especially like with working my ass off and then going over to indiegamehq.com and just nothing 
like nothing was allowed of me. Nothing was allowed for me to show any kind of talent I had or any kind of goals or aspirations. And then coming here and doing what I'm doing now, it's like I went from leaving Galactic Gaming News to going to another place and not even being able to do the interviews to coming back and having an interview almost every single day that I've been here. Yeah. It's like that's a whole fucking different story. Pretty amazing. Huh? It's been pretty amazing. It's as amazing as it as it seems. Like it's a lot of fucking hard work to line these people up, and like I'm one person, and all of these ventures are done on my own. And uh, this past week, since you noticed how fucking hard I've been working on things, uh, my review copy of the bridge went over to you because you decided you would cover it for me, and like that meant the world to me because. I'm busting my ass. I've got, I got a review copy of Monaco that I need to get a review up of. Uh, don't starve. I don't want to do the reviews that everybody else has done of it, where they haven't even found the adventure mode. So now I'm working my ass off on that. Yeah, I kind of want to find that before you do. <laughs> yeah, I want. You to, <laughs> I kind of want you to also, but at the same yeah, time, I want to be like, yeah, I found it, mother- motherfucker. I'm reviewing this shit now. <laughs> like and that's so fucking hard to find time to do a review right now where yeah, i'm busting it's, my ass through these fucking interviews you know it's you're like doing that I'm, I'm doing just like so much other stuff on the website like there's there's totally articles i want to write um yeah there's video content i would love to do uh, although less video content because there hasn't been there's like no big releases this week except for uh blood dragon which jimmy's gonna cover mm-hmm. um so it's that's that's why I decided to take the bridge, um, which will have a video review up, um, maybe by the time you hear this, perhaps. So, perhaps. Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty fucking stoked. I I really am, like especially with the bridge because, like as much as I was so glad that you took that from me, like that was so hard because I've been wanting to play it for a while. And uh, when I was at the last place that I was working at, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we reached out to him. We haven't heard anything back. I reach out and I get it right away. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, once again, tomfoolery. Uh, but it was like, you know, it's it was so bittersweet to be like, yeah, he's going to cover that for me. And I know it's been out for a while, but Indie Game or God yeah. damn it. Indie Luchador hasn't been around for more than even a week or it's been around for like a week now. Yeah. And and. It's 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 weird because you're having way better success with contacting indie devs than I do. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like I've emailed like four of them, <laughs> like I've heard nothing. Yeah, and that's but, uh, that's the fucking crazy thing, and like that's one of the things that's on my list to explain. It's like yeah. how you contact these indie developers because a lot of people don't get it, and it was always a problem beforehand when my colleagues would be like. Well, we don't know how to do that, and it's like I never knew how to do it either. Nobody taught me. Yeah, you just kind of—it's—it's it's about teaching yourself. Yeah, I had to teach myself like, completely. Because because everything I've done, I've taught myself. Yeah, like, I, like no one to teach me. I've figured it out. Like if there's a problem on the website, I've figured it out. If there's a problem with a podcast feed, which has happened several times, um, I figure it out. Um, that's just—I—that's how I'm wired. I just you know. Ready, ready for me to give out secrets here. All right, let's let's let's. Uh... Don't worry, you don't have to be scared. I, his hesitation comes from the fact that I'm a very open and honest person. So I'm sure a couple of times you've been like almost biting your nails, like, "Oh, he's gonna say something." Uh, 
I. It's okay. I'll, the, the the next part of this podcast is going to be bleeped out. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it it'll be redacted. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna Eric, like. Eric won't know because he'll give me the file and then I'll just cut it out and he he won't listen to it. You're gonna so, put a line through all the the words in this podcast. <laughs> I'll make a, I'll make this podcast into a video just so I can do that. <laughs> Let's hope. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the secret of how you contact an indie developer because if you if anybody reaches out to these other people, they're just gonna give you the old fuck off. They're not gonna tell you shit because there are a lot of writers out there now that are really full of themselves. And it sucks because like I'm one of those people that always likes to help out people if I can. Like if somebody's fucking freezing and I've got a shirt on, I'll fucking give them my shirt. I don't care if I'm freezing as long as everybody else is taken care of. And there are people out there that need to write for free, like I was talking about before, because we have to prove ourselves if we ever want to make it. And if people want to do interviews, all you have to do to reach out to the developers, and and I'm not talking about AAA developers, because that's really fucking hard to do. Yeah, that's for that, you got to go through PR guys. Yeah, well, I mean, I had to go through a it's, PR guy for Clay well, Entertainment, yeah. too. Yeah, but I, it's it's just a lot yeah, tougher. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different level. Um, yeah, it's it's like, I'm sure, like, these PR guys, the AAAs, get, like, thousands yep. and upon thousands of emails a day about, you know, different things. And... Yep, exactly. Like, it, it, this is what you do, people. You email them. You find their contact info. You just go to their website, and it'll be there will be an about section or a contact section, and you can figure out, like, for press. And all you do is you go to that. You figure out who to contact. You simply put in the subject line, interview request, and you tell them, hi, my name is this, and then you tell them your position at the place that you're working for. So you get all of that out of the way right away. It's not one of those things that has to be this long-ass writing. It's basically letting them know who you are, what you're trying to do, and trying to get shit done on time. Or when it comes to interviews, don't keep on bugging people if you're not getting the interview. If they're not responding back, it's because they're busy. That or they just don't give a shit. Because yeah, I mean, it, they do check especially with work. I was going to say that too. Plus, I mean, a lot of these guys, like if, if a game just came out, like it's, you know, it's, it's they're probably working on like bug fixes. Yep. You know, who knows what they found. Yep. Um, I, like, you know, the guys doing Monaco had a big snafu with the Xbox version and, mm-hmm. and they're working on that. And I'm sure that's super stressful. And Oh, and, Andy's stressed yeah. as shit. I mean, he, he conveyed yeah. that in his email to me where he's just like so stressed. He's like, but I, if I'm going to set up this interview, I can have this guy for you. And I was like, Andy, you don't have to worry about it. It's not like I'm rushing you. If you want, you can wait a few weeks until after the Xbox version's out. That's perfectly fine. I'm in no rush. I want to be able to talk to both of you if you'd like, you know? Like, that's a whole and, and, fucking different thing where it's like, there are people out there that are understanding. Yeah, and, and Monica is fucking great. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody now. It, God damn like, it. Just go buy that shit on Steam right now. Yeah, and, and <laughs> thank you so much to them for sending us two review copies. That way, you know, we could experience we could the play, co-op together. Play, play. And, and yeah, that's... It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, for uh, for people that haven't even known that, each other that long, I hate co-op games, but fuck it's so fun to play with that with you it's I, i've cool. always been i've always been a co-op guy like 
competitive multiplayer. I don't get into a lot of competitive multiplayer games. Like, uh, the only one that I really ever hardcore played was Halo. Um, anything else I don't really get into. Um, but, but I, you know, I do enjoy co-op, so... Yeah, I used to be in the Call of Duty. I mean, I don't want to go too much into talk on the co-op gameplay right now because I didn't even finish my thing about interviews. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I used to be big into Call of Duty, and that's probably why I hate it so much. It's because I loved it, and it just became what it is. But uh, back to the interview thing about setting up interviews, all you got to do is just send that into them, and most of the time they'll get back to you, and they'll be like, how do you want to do this, written uh phone skype and then you just like let them know which method you prefer if you want to do written you just send them questions they'll send you lengthy responses back and you can just post it that's not what i do <laughs> like with me i i didn't know that i'd be able to interview anybody and that edmund mcmillan thing went so well you know i thought oh, I caught lightning in a bottle because Ed was so great and all this other kind of stuff. And the next interview I did, it was really good as well. And then it just kept on happening and people preferred it. So I just kept on going with it. And I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm fucking awesome. I'm saying I do my interviews different than everybody else does their interviews. My interviews, I, everybody that I interview, well, not everybody, but most of the developers always send me uh, a response that says, can we get the questions beforehand that you're going to ask us? And I'm like, no, you can't because I don't have any. There's, there's no fucking script going into it. I'm talking to you as a person. You're not just a product. And I want people to know you as people because that can help sell your game and that can help your game connect to them more. Yeah. I mean, if you feel attached to that person, that's exactly, you know, you want, you want to help support them. Um, Every... in the, in their endeavor. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, especially if their game looks amazing. Yeah. Like, um, Con- uh, Concerned Joe. Yeah. Is a good example. Yeah, that was uh, that interview. Fucking blew my mind. Just like the first ten minutes of it, just business, and then like you could tell how comfortable we became with each other. After that interview, we talked for like another two hours. And and that game looks phenomenal. That game looks like, so good. Anybody who hasn't checked out Concern Joe, you need to fucking check that out. You can check out the fucking 10-minute alpha video on, on the website, on Andy Luchador. I believe so. that you are allowed to talk about that uh, alpha build that you played. Okay. And if you're not, I'll take the blame for it, but I'm pretty sure Nikolai is not going to be pissed off about it. Yeah, I mean, I actually, like, we, we got the alpha build. Um, I played it a little bit, uh, and it's it's fun. Um, it's, it's good. Like the, the narration is phenomenal. It's like, not even narration. Really... It's like the guy talking yeah, to it's, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, crazy. it's basically through like a game developer is like making the game on the fly, like as a character. And he's like telling you what he's doing as he's doing stuff and changing the world around you and that sort of thing. And that's, that's totally unique and totally different than anything else. Um, and it, 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 like xbox controller support and it's an alpha like i was like oh man so it's it's really fun and i enjoyed like i, I didn't get to play the full demo yet uh, i just didn't have a chance but from the few minutes i got to play with it it's it's fucking awesome yeah. like i can't wait to play that full game like that's that's gone to like the top of my like want to play list you know yeah that's that's up there on mine too like my most anticipated games right now are mugenics and concern joe yeah that's like fucking crazy to me that and and chasm uh which is on kickstarter now and just everybody was talking about and, that 
<laughs> and like I speaking about Ed's games, like I am fucking terrible at his games. Oh, I but like I, I really I really want to play Mugenics. Like I'm I suck at Meat Boy. <laughs> I really do. I'm not great at Binding of Isaac, but you know I get, I know the games are good. Like to just even though I'm terrible at them, I will play them and I will enjoy them because um, I know they're good. Like quality games. Yeah. So you know, and he's like the developer I connect to most, and it, it wasn't because I did my first interview with him. I've his games have always connected to me in some sort of way, and plus like. Uh, I'd been playing his game since like 2002 or 2003 on Newgrounds before I ever knew who he was. Like, he put out the Dead Baby dress-up games, and like I used to play those because he had a wrestling version, and <clears throat> I played that because you know I've always been hardcore into wrestling and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So I was like really fucking into that, and then you know he put out Cunt and all those other kinds of games. It's just fucking amazing. I followed him through these years, but I never knew that was him. But like with back to like talking about the interviews some more uh as i said i talked to nikolai for like two more fucking hours after we were done and he's not the only developer that's been like that with me i've actually ended up talking to every developer for a long fucking time after every interview except for the one with kevin because kevin was really fucking busy yeah yeah uh but at the same time it's like we build relationships with these people because they matter and because they're doing something good. And I love the industry so much. And I think that shows like that, that looks like even, even if, even if our coverage can like sell them one more game, like even if, if only one of the, one of the people seeing any of our stuff <laughs> like feels that, Hey man, that sounds awesome. I'm going to go buy that game now. Exactly. I mean, that's like it, it's it's a way to help them out like even even if they don't need it like it's you know i'm not going to say they don't need it cuz i'm pretty sure everybody does mm-hmm. but but if you know like clay, clay is probably like one of the biggest indie studios i think they are the biggest uh, yeah i mean they they quite possibly could be the biggest indie studio um and and the fact that you know even if i can help them out that's you know that's that's all that matters like, i'm not you know I'm not looking to, you know, gouge them for for their secrets or their their money or you know, yeah. or being like, oh, I want all your coins now. You know, I don't care about that. We like, I just coins. care about you know. We need your coins. Yeah, like I, I just care that that they make good games exactly. and and I, I fucking love Mark of the Ninja. Mm. I fucking love that game. Um, yeah, that game's brilliant. <laughs> they just they. Games. And I mean, that's that's what it comes down to is is people making good games, um, and and the, like one of the one of the small experiences I had at PAX this year, like on the show floor, just randomly, I ran into Dean Dodrell who made uh, Dust and Elysian Tale, um, and like I recognized him because like I follow the business in that way, um, like I just walked up to him, I was like, uh, you're the guy that made Dust, aren't you? And he was like, yeah, and he was really, really nice guy, really cool. And, like, I, you know, I I will fully support him uh, whenever he's making new games because um, he's very talented. I know this may be shocking to a lot of people, but most of these indie developers are really fucking nice people. Yeah. Even, even fucking bro. Phil Fish. Every As much as the internet likes the shit on that guy, he is so fucking nice and so funny. And people 
somehow. I just, I just, I just, I just don't think people get his sense of humor. No, I, I think that. I, well, I think they don't it, because it's like when he said PCs are for spreadsheets. It's like, wait, are you guys seriously taking that? Are you're taking that yeah, seriously because it's, it's like he built he's Fez on a PC. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's he's saying it sarcastically, but I think sometimes sarcasm doesn't lend well to the internet, mm. and that's that's where you know the mix-ups come. Um, but yeah, ev- everything I've heard is that he's a super cool, nice guy. Um, and and Fez was a great fucking game. Yeah, I uh, they sent me a review copy uh, the day that it was announced it was coming out, and. Unfortunately, uh, it's not just me that can't play it. There's a lot of people out there that can't play it. It's it turns out that it doesn't respond to Intel graphics cards, so this is I a huge fucking problem. I actually saw uh, Renaud. Um, what a sweetheart he, of a man he is. He uh, he tweeted uh, some uh, someone who played the game actually tweeted a fix, um, but he retweeted it so. Uh, you might want to look through the Twitter feed to find that. Oh, shit. Because um, there might be a workaround. Uh, I don't know if it'll work with everybody, but if you're having that problem, that would be the way to do it. So. Thanks. I'll check that out. Yeah. That's that's good podcasting. Right there. <laughs> Breaking news from like 3 o'clock today when I was looking at Twitter. <laughs> 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 let's get back on track here let's get back on track there's a track there it's right now yes uh, first of all it's almost one o'clock in the morning and we decided to do this because of how fucking stressed i was and everything so we'll let everybody know how off track we're going to be able to get and how on track we we can get because as it gets later i calm down it has i think it has to do with my Severe ADHD throughout the day. I am just a fucking ball of energy. And then all of a sudden I just like, I get really serious and you know, this, this, this voice comes out where I'm like, yeah, man, totally (laughs) get that shit. But, uh, I want to, I want to talk about the indie developers some more and the ones I've gotten to talk to and the way that people can get interviews, I want to I want to stay on that track a little bit, even though we deviated a lot from it. Yeah. When talking to Corey Rollins, I wanted to do an interview with him himself because he's the PR guy for Clay Entertainment. And when you talk to a PR person, as he said, you respond to them the way they respond to you. He responded to me very friendly, and through our emails back and forth, like it's this long email thread where it's just he and I talking about all these different things. And he ended up being a really cool guy. And I was like, man, I should be interviewing you. And, you know, I think we both kind of had a chuckle about it. And I was like, I think I'm really going to interview you. And he's like, oh, I'm cool with that. And I was like, fucking A, let's do this. So I interviewed him. And he's a really fucking cool guy. And he's like the guy who facilitates all these different things for people like me. And I was like, why did you let me do this interview? You guys are probably the biggest indie out there or the biggest indie developer out there. And this has only been around for not even a week at the time that I did it. And he's like, I saw what you were doing and you're trying to do something different. Everybody covers this industry in such a serious manner and you're trying to bring some light to it and you're trying to make something different. And at first I thought it might've been a joke. And then I figured out that you were being serious. And I was like, that's the exact vibe I want to give. 
I want people to think that this is such a goofball thing. So he ended up seeing what I've done before. And uh, with every interview, before I do an interview, I tell everybody, when I talk to people, I talk to them as people. And I'm not afraid to say anything. And I don't want them to be afraid to say anything. And I point them towards the previous interviews I've, I've done. And I'm like, you can listen to these for a reference of what could happen. Uh, I let them know right away. On the Edmund McMillan uh, interview, we talked about shit dicks. Uh, with Megadev, we talked about politely fisting people. And I'm like, these are the things that can happen. If you're against that, feel free to turn me down. All of them have been all for it because they figured out how they go back and they listen. They figure out how honest I was with people. And yeah. sometimes people think I'm kissing their asses. But if I don't like something, I'll tell them I don't like it. Uh, in the Megadev interview, I, I told him I didn't like any of your games before. I thought they were bad games. And then you guys yeah. made Mark of the Ninja and fucking blew my mind. Uh, they actually made <laughs> Super Hawks of the Dead. Or, yeah, the goddamn. <laughs> Get out of here. No, no. <laughs> On Mark of the Ninja. They ripped it, it that still, game off. <laughs> it was still ninja-based, but... Yeah, you know. they totally ripped it off. I mean, it's the same game, but nothing alike yeah, at course. all. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, with Super House of the Dead Ninjas, it was a completely fucking different thing. And every developer that I've interviewed in the past, I've become friends with and I've remained in contact with. In fact, uh, there's going to be another Megadev interview coming up soon. I can't say anything about exactly what day or anything like that, but uh, it's going to be very soon within the next week or two <clears throat> with them. And that I'm really fucking happy to have them back. Uh, there's going to be some different kinds of panels I want to set up and when I'm talking about panels I'm talking I want to be able to talk to multiple different indie developers at the same time they're not going to be in the same development crews I want to be able to have different people all together to talk about certain things in the industry and, itself and that's awesome like that's what I want to <clears throat> that's what I want to hear like I want to hear like what these guys think about you know of like the PlayStation 4 or like how Microsoft's handling shit with the new Xbox and and their opinions on it, because I know these guys are probably opinionated, and there's probably some things that they can't say. Well, uh, there's some things they, they probably wouldn't be able to say on record. I mean, right, there's yeah. information that I've been given by certain developers that have talked about the PlayStation 4 in detail and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to give away any names. I'm not going to give away any details because that's the nature of the business. I'm a fan of the industry and I still follow it closely as a fan of like, oh, this looks so awesome. I'm so excited about this. But at the same time, it's like with hard work, it, it pays off. Like I've busted my fucking ass at this for so fucking long and it's really paid off. And you get to learn some of the cool tools of the trade and all this other kind of stuff. And you get to figure out how you're going to do the next thing. So, like, with the developers, it's been a huge help to me. And they don't look at it that way. The way that they look at it is the interviews you're doing with us, they're, they're helping us because it's showing us as people. Yeah. And that's a big deal to me because I'm nothing fucking special. I'm just a big, goofy, six-foot-six bearded man. Like, that's the only thing that's different about me. I'm a little bit taller, and I'm ugly as shit. But, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's like I'm trying to do fucking something special that for some reason nobody does. Like, the closest thing that anybody does to it is Greg Miller's Up at Noon, and even that seems scripted. And I love that fucking show to death, and I love Greg Miller. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I'm not trying to shit on a show because I fucking love it. But it seems like, you know, they've got a script that they have to go off of. And yeah. everything. I mean, um, Patrick Klepek does a lot of good stuff, too. Um, I haven't heard the dump trucks yet. I've been looking. Yeah, I, I need to listen to the, that stuff. But uh, I can't. Let me, just, uh, let me just tell you something, Patrick. Uh, we here at Indie Luchador and Spider Dog Network, you know, we have we have our interview choo choo train because <laughs> we're going on the on the right track. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm calling Patrick Klepek out. Oh man, he knows, he knows not of who I am. Oh, we love Patrick Klepek a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I I have a lot of respect for Patrick Lepic. He's he's very good at what he does. Yeah, that's see like speaking of like podcasts and interviews and all that kind of shit. Uh, Galactic Gaming News has been looked at in such a weird way, and I'm I'm back on Galactic Gaming News because you know we're in the same network and all that kind of shit. Even though I have nothing to do with them, uh, going on that show is a completely different animal. Like you get that kind of personality out of me here also but over there you also get that personality out of me that's the the much goofier side because it's that time of night and that's just how i am at that time but i'm very serious about things sometimes like i've received fan mail i've received gifts through the mail from listeners and everything and that's such a big deal to me and like everything that's ever come through galactic gaming news has somehow in some way been addressed towards me and, like, to those people, if you're listening to this now, I want to say thank you, because that means the fucking world to me. I've received so many cool fucking Batman things that it just blew my fucking mind. Uh, but with that, it's like, that show, all of us on it, were, for the most part, are fans of uh, Giant Bomb, which I think everybody out there right now is a fan of Giant Bomb and the way that their podcasts are. It, yeah, I mean, that, that they're part of the reason why I wanted to get into podcasting. I mean, they're, they're, they're that's one, like, I've been at Giant Bomb since the beginning. Um, I've been, you know, I was one of the first people that ever registered on their website. Um, because, like, I, I would, like, pretty much at the tail end of, uh, of, like, uh, GameSpot's Hotspot, uh, where it was, you know, like, Rich Gallup and, and, uh, Ryan Davis and Jeff Gerspin, like I and and you know Brad and and Vinny and everybody, like I I listened to that stuff hardcore. I watched their you know video stuff hardcore on Gamespot, and then you know when Gerspin Gate happened, um, I you know I did I you know the first time I went on Gamespot's website <laughs> since Gerspin Gate was when they you know rejoined with CBS Interactive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's been the first time I've been back to that site since so. I mean, I was I was very loyal to to Giant Bomb, and and I respect those guys a lot, and they do a lot of good stuff. And I, you know, and each one of them have different opinions on things, and that's and that's awesome because they each like different things, they each you know hate different things, and and it you know it creates conversations. See, I'm not saying that my name's that well known or it ever will be, but uh, I have, and and I'm sure that if they ever did hear this, it would ruin any chances I had, but. I lost all respect for GameSpot because of the interview they did with Edmund McMillan where they're like, which one of you is the really fucked up one? And it's like, they were so shitty towards them. They didn't even know how to say their names properly or anything. And it was like, 
that was so disrespectful and that really bothered me and i talked to ed about that in that interview and had no fucking punches to pull it, it was just i can't deal with that but when you get the guys from giant bomb we know them as people it seems yeah because their personalities absolutely come out in that podcast exactly like, and that's what we always wanted to accomplish with galactic gaming news but you know we're not hitting on that same level or we never were hitting uh-huh. on that same level because we were stuck in tumblr hell like yes. that was such a fucking tough thing and now it's like with what we're doing at spider dog it's like we can we can branch out and do so many things like we have ideas for other podcasts yeah like, like, like we want to do like a wrestling podcast because there's so many yeah, wrestling like, references and wrestling and video games go hand in hand. I want to do a completely uh, what I'm what I'm calling right now. I want to call it a bore cast because I just want it to be dry talk about the industry, the the numbers. The... I, I kind of actually had an idea for the name for that. Oh yeah, tell the people. Um, an industry and development. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good name, I must say. Yeah, I kind of dig that in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I think that a, a fucking industry in shambles isn't too bad of a name either. Because <laughs> my God, is it ever? But but it is. It's it's. I don't know if I would say shambles. It's it's just it's evolving. Well, I mean, if you pay different. those microtransactions, you can duct tape a piece of it back together. Yeah. And if the servers work, depending on if they feel like taking the server down at that moment. Oh, triple A games. Games supposed to be always online and, and, you know, your servers fail. Like, like, look, you know, after, you know, listening to stuff like the Giant Bomb cast, we're like, you know, the developers can't possibly uh, account for everybody who's going to connect to that server. It's like, it's still, you know, why, why make a game like that? I mean, it's. But, you know, MMOs have successful launches all the time. Yeah, like, they do. I mean, like, like the thing about like a game like uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, yeah, there was a lot of queues, and that was pretty fucked up. But goddammit, did it work? But, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but the servers were up. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and that was an EA game. Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, obviously, you know, a game like that will garner more people than, than SimCity, but that's... Yeah, I, I uh, think that I don't, I don't know. I think we should probably save some of the industry talk because I think that eventually we'll get into yeah. that in other places. Since this is kind of just an introduction to what I'm going to guess is going to end up becoming a a regular or some semi regular podcast. But uh, yeah, it's like the longest fucking introduction. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is going to end up turning into a normal podcast. It's just going to be called the Truth Cast. Or, or Eric and Trevor slam the world. Whatever. The truth shall set you free. Oh, no. Wrestling reference. <laughs> uh, okay. So, oh, we have little Jimmy here. Oh, no. No little Jimmies. So I want to talk about the future, about what is to come uh, and what's going to – like between what's coming with the podcast themselves and, and the future interviews and the future content coming out uh, – since Indie Luchador is in my hands, with Trevor being my boss, he's not like the kind of person that's like, oh, you can't do this. He's just like an overseer. He he facilitates what I want to do because I he trusts me. Uh, as I said, haven't even known this guy fucking long at all, but he actually trusts me and he knows that he can because probably because of my blatant honesty. 
But, yeah, that's, that's part of it. Um, definitely not your looks that I trust you. My God, I hope not. One second, people. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you look like a shady motherfucker. I just want to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to, had to light a cigarette. See, this is... This is what I like. This is just a fucking raw podcast. I love it. Raw. Yeah. Don't, 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 no, no, not doing that here. <laughs> uh, the future of the indie luchador. Uh, let's talk about the podcast part so far. Or what it is just basically the interviews. Uh, God damn it, have I been fucking busy with interviews. Yeah, you have. Um, I'm I'm excited about these interviews, like especially as I can get in on um, with games I've actually played. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that helps a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm absolutely excited for every one of them. Like I I love listening to them. I love hearing them, even if I'm not there to witness. Um, it's it's awesome. Like I love that stuff, though. I love listening to interviews. Um, like with, with the people making the, like it, it's just always so interesting to to hear their take on stuff and and know what they're going through like development or or knowing why they did this thing and not this thing and and just like the intricacies of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like uh, that's the kind of shit I love to deal with with them. Like I just love to talk to them about everything altogether and not having to be afraid to ask them any questions. That fucking magicians like they make they make like these fucking games with like fucking numbers <laughs> sorry and, I, like, just, I can't i can't stop laughing for some <laughs> reason your internet is just so fucked up and it's, uh, well, it just turned you into a robot and it was so fucking cool sweet <laughs> um but, <laughs> but but they're fucking magicians they make these things with like like numbers and letters and like it, it looks like gibberish but like the end product is like an amazing experience you know it's yeah like like the like the alpha build of concern joe it starts up showing a screen that has all the coding and it's like Mm -hmm. this is an alpha product or something like that right on the front of it as it's loading up but it's showing all the coding it's so fucking awesome to see that just like to see that that's actually it's like i i could not fathom fucking doing coding like uh, me personally, no, I like either. Like I, I actually um, almost went to full sale to do uh, programming, um, and man, I would have totally like fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like I just, I, I, I don't think I could sit there and code all day. Like, but the guys that can, like, they're fucking talented as shit. Like, uh, like you know, I have a friend that that does it, and and he's. How the fuck he does it, but he's, you know. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. Nobody caught what you just said. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I just, I, I think that it's really funny when we have these kinds of issues because I'm not gonna worry about editing. I seriously just want this to be yeah. fucking raw. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I when, when we're talking about like the future of the podcast and everything and like the future interviews. Uh, at some point in time, we will have Ed back on again, but this time he's going to be joined by Tommy. So we're actually going to talk to Team Meat. Uh, we're going to talk about Mugenics. I'm going to be talking to Tommy about what the fuck programming's all about because it confuses the shit out of me. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be coming up in the future. I'm not saying any near time because... They're busy as fuck yeah. working on it. I mean, like, it, game game programming also, like, and even design, like, every step of the way on a game is fucking hard-ass work. And it's it's time-consuming as hell, and, and you gotta respect that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Especially with them, like... Yeah, you know, people like to follow what they're doing as closely as possible, and they're not that much into the public eye. Like they do podcasts and shit, but they're not in the public eye because they don't like to be. Uh, in yeah. the game, the movie, they didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. It is that was just a completely different story with them because originally it was supposed to focus on like twenty or thirty different people. But uh, we will have them on the, in the future. Uh, Megadev is coming up, as I said, within like a week or two. Uh, uh, Nils from Clay or Nils or Nels, I think it's Nils from Clay is going to be on to speak about Mark of the Ninja Special Edition. Um, other than that, uh, Ty, uh, one, I think the designer of the bridge, yeah, I think he's the designer of it. Uh, he'll be on this upcoming Sunday. Uh, that interview will either go up Sunday night or monday most likely sunday night because galactic gaming news comes out on monday uh let's see what else is coming up actually galactic gaming news comes out on tuesday now oh yeah well whatever but yeah so the people behind chasm one of them i believe his name is james he's supposed to be on he sent me a thing saying yeah i'm up for it so uh we'll see what happens with that i believe that that is going to end up happening so I've got all kinds of interviews still coming up. I want to keep on doing uh, the effing awesome freeware, or I believe that's what it's called, right? Yeah. I can't remember what yeah. I even named it myself. It's it's something like that. It's you know. Well, I couldn't just go with yeah. fucking awesome freeware because you know that might be grading to some people. But uh, we're going with effing awesome freeware. I want to do another one on a game called Adam against fucking brilliant. Just fucking brilliant. I've never seen anything like it in my life, but then again, a lot of indie right. games can do that. Yeah. So, I want to do another one of those. Uh, a review for Don't Starve coming up within the next couple of weeks. I don't know. I want to find the adventure mode first. And with all the interviews and everything, that has really cut down on the time that I have. Uh, Monaco review. <laughs> yeah. Monaco review will be coming up soon. Uh, that might be going up tomorrow. Not positive. I can't guarantee anything, but most likely. Uh, that's all I can think of right now as to what's going to be coming up content-wise. Um, gosh, another giveaway. Uh, I just did a giveaway today. Uh, started doing a giveaway today. And... God damn it! Was that a bad idea to do it through Facebook? Uh, <laughs> let Let's tell the story of uh, the Facebook adventure for the day. Today started out with, yeah, maybe we should do this through Facebook. We'll start a new Facebook page for Indie Luchador. Try to get some likes up there, some awareness because it's a new thing, and I kind of need to have some awareness of it being around. And thankfully to the interviews, that's already happened. So I guess I didn't really have to worry about starting a Facebook page for it, but. I figured, fuck, yeah. why not? We'll try to get some likes on it and try to get some people interested in getting free copies of Don't Starve. They were provided by Corey from Clay Entertainment. So, might as well give them away. 
and I gave away a couple of them. I was like, if we get to 25 likes, I'll give away one. And then when we get to 20 or 50 likes, I'll give away another one. And then at 75 or 100, we'll give away the third copy. I, I took it down after the 50th and I, I gave it the last code to somebody else and, or well, to somebody that did exactly the directions. I had made sure I gave them away to the right people and, I, I moved it to the site because people were starting to create dummy accounts and I was getting a lot of messages. Give me game, please. I want free game. Give me free, please. And getting a lot of those. And it was like, God damn it. These are not the people that are listening to the interviews. These aren't the people that are reading any of the kinds of content that are actually going to be excited for the game. You know, they just want, yeah, you know. it's like free shit, free shit. Fuck. Yeah. And it's like, no, I can't, I can't be doing this. So I'm going to move it over to the site so I'll be picking a winner for that in the morning uh, to give away the last copy of Don't Starve. There will be another copy or another giveaway that I'm going to be calling the Indie uh, Pinata or the uh, something to do with a pinata, you know, to go with the goofy Mexican yeah, yeah. style uh, for four it's copies cool. of Mark of the Ninja. Not the special edition, just for normal Mark of the Ninja. Because just the right. Yeah, because special edition's not coming out for a while, it looks like. So, eventually we'll have them on again to even talk about the special edition, because fucking A, why not? I've got a good relationship with them now. Uh, so, we'll be doing that giveaway. So, that's some more content, kind of, that's going to be coming up. Uh, along with that, I think that that's just about all that I really have coming up for the foreseeable future. You know, just more of the same coming out. A lot of really fucking busy work, and I'm working my ass off again. And this time I actually feel really good about how hard I'm working. Which is really fucking nice, I must say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, you know, as, as games get released, I'm going to attempt to do, you know, as much video content as I can. Um, from them um the next big game that i can hopefully get my hands on um will be metro last light mm. um which i'm very curious about that i i think i'll probably do a live stream of it um through our twitch tv page which is linked on the website which you know if, if i'm gonna do it i will advertise it ahead of time um and i i, I would like to do uh some video features like a first look um, on the game, and also hopefully a video review for it. Um, it'll be my first time tackling a video review for a big game. Um, I was gonna try to do that with Dead Island Riptide, but uh, I was I was so over that game. Like I just I wanted to be done with it. I wanted to wash my hands of it. You were so dead um, on the inside. It was great. I, I just I could not just sit there and go through like. Because I recorded every bit of footage that I played, and I could not sit there and go through like 30 hours of Dead Island Riptide gameplay footage. Yeah, like I I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> you know what? I uh, just so came I just... up with a came up with another idea for a giveaway. Yeah. 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 And since you know, just fucking let everything loose on this thing. Uh, maybe. Since I said maybe we should do this regularly, yeah, you could. We could give them away at the end of the podcast episode, or just do a, a live version. Uh, yes, and, that's true. And give them away on the live version. I think that this show would call. actually play out pretty well live. Yeah, I think so too. Especially if we had you know uh, listener feedback like right then, 
and we, you know. Well, I don't think we have to worry about struggling to talk about things. It seems no, we'll, definitely we can not. talk our fucking asses off. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, "You guys are fucking assholes." We're like, "Thank you, yeah, thank you for your feedback. I love to hear." Like, I, I to be completely honest, like if you love me or you hate me, if you just tell me that you do either of those things, like, I'm happy to have you. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. And I'm, I'm not afraid care. to talk back about it. If people hate me, I'm going to be like, why do you hate me? Okay, well, I hate you too, but it's really fucking nice to know that you hate me and you have a reason. I just hate you because yeah, like, you hate me. That's I, I just I just want someone to have, like, an opinion. Yeah. Either Like, I, I don't care what that opinion is. Like, just fucking tell me you have an opinion about me. Like, that. Conceded in a way, but no, uh, no, that's not conceded at all. Like the the thing that matters with what we do is like with the opinions we get, whether they love us or hate us, it, it really steers us in a certain direction. If people hate what we're doing, then it's not like, oh, well, we're gonna keep on doing it. Fuck you guys, because that's not the way you do it. But if a lot of people hate it, you know, that can really steer things in the right direction. If a lot of people love it, it can keep on going in that direction. You know, like yeah. a lot of people don't compromise, and for that they do end up losing people. Uh, there was a podcast that I listened to that I really fucking liked. I'm not even going to say the name of it because they don't deserve any fucking uh, notoriety uh, for, or not. I don't think notoriety was even the right word. <laughs> I, they don't. Uh, reckon- they don't deserve uh- anybody saying their names, but uh, they ended up calling uh, special needs people waterheads. And I ended up losing all respect for him. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm not going to listen to you guys anymore. And they have a really rabid fan base and a lot of people that listen to them. So it's like, we're not going to do that kind of shit. Uh, in fact, like there are certain words that I don't like and that I won't say, and I just hate even hearing. So it, it, expect a little bit of respect, but at the same time, I mean, don't expect us to change anything because as I said, this is going to be one of those things where Trevor and I are going to be able to be completely open and honest about things. And I'm not afraid to say we're going to get our personality out. I mean, this, this is us. Like we, you know, we have a passion for this shit. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, and, and people will be pissed off because I'm going to end up saying some horrible things about games that people love because I'm just not into triple A games. Yeah, it's because you're a dick, but, you know. It's partially because I'm a dick and partially because I'm tired of the same old shit all the time. It's like watching John Cena all the time. Uh, yeah. Guess uh, what? Watching John Cena, like... Poopy joke. You know what, man? John Cena is such a nice dude. Yeah. Like, I actually met him at a car show in Washington, D.C. Uh, a few years back, and he's, like, the nicest dude in the world. Like, I can never hate John Cena the person. No. That character is fucking shit right now. Well, the character shit, the wrestling shit, but he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's us divulging into wrestling. We'll have a wrestling podcast for that eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, basically... Unless our, unless our uh, listeners think the time is now. Oh, man. Let's not, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we should probably wrap this thing up because it ran about 20 times longer than expected. Uh, that's, that's probably going to be every podcast we do. Oh, most likely. And, and that won't be shocking, but if it's, if it's a live one, I don't think that's going to matter too much. 
But hopefully uh, not if we have people interacting. So and maybe maybe eventually I'll have music for the podcast that I actually do. Maybe something Mexican themed if I can ever find somebody to do it. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I, I can look into that. Oh yeah, um, a lot of people ask me if I even normally speak English. I'm just a white dude. Indie luchador is just like. This like, whole goofy concept. Just think El Generico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, white Canadian ginger. That's all. It, it's really funny, actually. My friend Dave, um, who's also a big wrestling fan, if he put on El Generico's mask, like, you would think he was El Generico. Oh, God, that'd be great. Because he is also a white ginger. Yeah, I even took, I even <laughs> took like, the, the fucking El Generico thing where I'm just like, ole, because El Generico's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to carry it on. Somebody with a somewhat red beard. Why not? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. As long as it's not Captain Redbeard. Shh, um, I'm not Redbeard. Get out of here with that. <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's, yeah. That's from that place called Hell. Oh, no. <laughs> so maybe eventually we'll get some fucking Mexican-themed music. Not sure right now, but uh, possibly, eventually. Who knows? Uh, hopefully if this thing meets up with the right people, maybe somebody can actually make the music for it. That'd be really fucking awesome. Uh, to sign off, I believe that we are going to just plug the shit out of things, because that's what we do. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Eric Lee Lewis. Uh, email me, uh, Eric Lee Lewis at spiderduck.net, or alternatively, emptywalletgamer at gmail.com. Yes, I kept my old business email. Uh, even though that kind of counts as a business email, working at some places don't even give you a business email. <laughs> luckily, yeah, um, luckily here I have. That. I don't know who would do that, but well, you know, <laughs> but, but here I have one, so that's good. Uh, I have a Facebook. If you think you can find me, you can find me. You won't like anything I say <laughs> because I'm opinionated on some things. Uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find me, and of course here, and you can find my interviews here. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, you can uh, you can follow me at Trevor Oz. Um, that's Oz with O S Z, not like the Wizard of. No, uh, you just throw a, an S in the middle. It's such a weird way to spell your last yeah. name, and it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's unique. It is. I have a unique name, like a super unique name, actually. Unique New York. Um, yeah, that's uh that's how I roll. Um, you can do that. You can follow. Uh, Spider Duck Net, uh, the network on Twitter at Spider Duck Net. Um, you can follow anybody else um, that's on the network. Uh, I'm not going to list all the names because there's like a million of us. Not really a million, but there's like three other people. <laughs> so many. <on> Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so many. I don't have time for this shit, guys. Um, we have uh, on the website, we actually have uh, our Amazon store. Um, which is exactly the same as purchasing from Amazon. So if you would like to support us, you can buy the same shit that you would normally buy from Amazon through our Amazon store, and Amazon just gives us a cut of that. Um, tiny, so, tiny cut. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a small percentage, but it can help out. Um, anything else on the site, I'm not allowed to tell you to click um, because of you know. Legal. agreements and shit um so yeah that's 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 that <laughs> but i can tell you about the amazon store and go buy stuff off there um if, if you normally buy on amazon i'm not gonna tell you to you know go 
go buy shit on Amazon that you wouldn't normally buy. But I mean, you can literally buy all your Amazon shit through that, and and it helps us out. <laughs> yeah, um, that's definitely a good idea. And also, people are allowed to donate a wired Xbox 360 controller to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I I need one so fucking bad. And and I don't have any money because I don't get I don't get paid for this. I don't get paid for fucking anything. I'm jobless. <laughs> this this is my job and I'm not making any money at it. So if you want to send me a, a wired Xbox three sixty controller, just email me at the email I gave before. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there's that. Uh if 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 any of you have, you know, gold bars that you wanna get rid of, uh Bobby Kotick, this means you. Um, you can email me at uh, trevoroz at spiderduck.net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gold bars, too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Which, uh, um, if, if you guys, uh, actually, if you guys get uh, news tips, um, news tips, you just want to comment on anything without like publicly commenting on it, um, any feedback whatsoever, at the very top of the site, there's uh, that little uh, mail thing. It's so tiny. Mail piece. icon. Yeah, it's it's pretty tiny. Um, you just click on that, and it's a form you can fill out, and it'll email straight to me. Um, and I will read and reply to every one of those emails. So, so talk to me, please. I'm lonely. Well, I guess that does it for the first episode of the. Uh, hmm. What are we gonna call it? We we gotta have a name right now. Is it gonna be Trevor and Eric Slam the World? Uh, yeah. Why not? Well, it could be that or. The raw cast or the truth cast, and I don't mean our truth, but the truth cast. Uh, I, we'll just do Trevor and Eric slam the world because it, it's probably not taken. Yeah, yeah, true. So, so Trevor and Eric slam the world. This will well, this will be the first episode, or maybe maybe just an episode zero because I think next time we're going to figure out how to do this live. So fuck oh, it. I know how to do it live, so we'll do it live. Well, fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah. So. uh... Until next time, I say to you, Ole! Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. We're going to get sued.